0: To the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Welcome back to the Roma Press Podcast. I'm romapress.us editor John Solano. So we've got Malcolm, we've got more rumors, we've got a lot going on right now in the transfer market of Roma. Um, so obviously the, the big topic of discussion the last 48 hours has been Malcolm. What happened? Why it happened? Um, How do we make sense of it all? There's a lot to digest. There's a lot to get to. And beyond what Monchi said yesterday, I don't want to focus too much on it. But I do think there are a few things that I may be able to add that maybe he didn't feel like sharing, which is fine. The situation for the most part, he went over um, basically Roma, had the agreement with Bordeaux, they had the agreement with the player, and then ultimately the player ends up at Barcelona. So I apologize if maybe this is uh, sort of out of order and my explanation is a bit scattered. I'm, I'm very, very tired. I just returned to the United States for Roma's summer tour. I will be flying to Dallas and then I will also be attending their their game in New York. So very busy. a lot going on right now. So on to Malcolm. just very briefly, what I know, what I was told. So you know, anyone who is following me or following the website throughout this week, I did a number of interviews with Federico Pastorello and then the agent of Malcolm. Uh, Fernando Garcia. So Pastorello is an Italian agent who lives in France. He's pretty well connected. He's been an inter- intermediary for Roma before in various transfers. He helped Roma send Emerson Palmieri from Roma to Chelsea this past winter. And he's helped a couple other negotiations since Monsi has arrived. Sabatini used him a couple of times, but um, Monchi seems to have a bit of a closer relationship with him. So anyway, Pastorello—he was the interme- intermediary bleh, for this operation, and I was in contact with both of them. I was—I uh, talked to Pastorello two or three times, and then Garcia probably five to six. So they were both—they uh, wouldn't divulge too much. On the record, which is is fine, in the middle of a pretty extensive negotiation, I can understand why they don't want to reveal too much, and and that's fine. But both of them essentially, around 1800 hours, so 6 p.m. Italian time, both of them confirmed to me two days ago, which today's Wednesday, So both of them confirmed to me, uh, you know, Monday evening that the operation was done. And then Garcia also went on to confirm to me that he would arrive at 2300 hours, which is um, 11 p.m. Italian time, and he would undergo his medical. Everything was set up. Everything was confirmed. Everything was in place. To me, no red flags whatsoever, um, but... I did have some trepidation. I did have a bit of worry. And all of that goes to the tweet that was sent out by Bordeaux. And the confirmation that was then followed up by Roma. So for those of you who don't know, who are maybe confused, because I actually received two direct messages on Twitter about this, about what Munchie meant about the tweet. So for those of you who don't know, Roma... Um, The club, they are an SPA on uh, Borsa Italiana, which is a stock market based in Milan. And basically, the reason why you see Roma divulge the figures, the financial figures for transfers is because, again, they're publicly traded and to avoid any securities penalties, and avoid any improprieties from there's a there's a governing body called uh, CONSOB uh, C O N S O B. Um, basically they are a commission who um, sort of has authority in regulating the Italian stock market so to avoid any issues with both of those bodies Roma by law as a publicly traded company an SPA they are required to disclose figures or if there is another club who says we have an agreement with Roma, they are required to either confirm or deny in order to be in compliance with the stock market to avoid any impropriety. So here, you know, everyone was sort of left with their head scratching when they saw the tweet by Bordeaux just because, again, Roma generally don't do this. I can't think of another instance where they have done this. Uh, They only announce once transfers are completely finalized. But if another club says we're in negotiations or we've reached an agreement with Roma, pending medicals, documents, etc., etc., Roma by law are required to confirm or deny. Again, so. The tweet, the tweet was very, very odd because Bordeaux worded it in a very particular way. They said, we've reached an agreement with Roma pending the signed documents, which to me, the second I read that, the alarm bell started going off. Again, that is not something Roma typically do when they reach an agreement on a figure for a player. So for Bordeaux to go out and do this was very odd, very, very odd. And lo and behold, they worded it in such a way to where that they consciously made it be known that there are no documents signed. So fast forward, Malcolm chooses to join Barcelona after Roma essentially pulled out following a bidding war, and or I'm sorry, to avoid a bidding war. Um, and Monchi goes on with Roma TV, and he divulges that the club are seeking or may seek legal action because while there aren't any signed documents uh, there seem to have been an agreement a word-of-mouth agreement and that the only thing missing were the signed documents um, I mean beyond this it's just a situation I've never dealt with it's something that I've never seen happen before I had a few people tweet me a couple instances where this happened um, We've certainly had instances where players were close to moving to another club and then it ultimately falls through. But, you know, with this age of social media that we're in now, to see a club conscientiously tweet out that we found an agreement pending signed documents and then 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later, that player is joining another club is just very, very odd. You know, I don't. I don't want it to sound like sour grace because obviously Roma seeking legal action, uh, supporters complaining about Malcolm not joining the club. It's pointless now. It's useless. It's wasted energy. But I do understand why many would feel hard done. It it clearly is a lack of professionalism. There is some shoddy behavior on the part of Bordeaux. And hopefully in the future, Roma, Monchi, Palotta, they decide not to do business with them. Um, I, I, I had a few individuals t- tell me that the president of Bordeaux is selling the club, so they may not have to worry about this situation in the future. But clubs don't like being red list- or blacklisted by other clubs. Um, you want to be able to have an open line of communication if you want another player like this. If you want to send up a friendly match. Uh, there's just so many reasons why you would not to be... There are, yeah, excuse me. there are so many reasons why you would n- not want to be in the bad graces uh, of a bigger club like Roma. So hopefully this is the last time that uh, Munchie has to deal with, with Bordeaux. Um, but again, we have to – it needs to be known that I, I don't necessarily blame Barcelona. They've done things in the past not necessarily connected to Roma that they could certainly be blamed for. I don't necessarily blame them for making an offer on a player. This is certainly 100% uh, really poor behavior on the part of Bordeaux, and we'll just see, have to see um, what comes of it. Again, I don't know what legal action really gets you other than some some money. Um, I don't know how much it would necessarily get, but to me it just seems like wasted energy. But I, I, I assume the club will pursue it, so we'll uh, – We'll have to see what happens. It's certainly an interesting case and a new one for me. Again, I've never run into a situation like this. I saw people tweet out other instances where this has happened. But in the age of social media, for this to happen is just so, so, so incredibly bizarre, in my opinion. But to summarize, why do I think Malcolm ultimately ended up at Barcelona? A couple of reasons. The reported wages were almost double what Roma were offering. So I mean that's a no-brainer if you're the if you're the player I mean you're, you'd be earning five million euros versus two and a half which is a, a huge huge difference and then I do also think that uh, Garcia the agent of the player was pushing him to accept Barcelona's offer which again the Roma offered a higher fee than Barcelona but the personal terms that Barcelona were offering were much better than Roma's but I do think that the entourage of the player Including Garcia. Now, Malcolm has more than one agent, but Garcia oversees the majority of his affairs. I don't know who else is involved with him, but I do think Garcia was a catalyst in having the player go from uh, France to Spain. So it's unfortunate, but Roma have to move on. There's no use in sulking over it because the the transfer market is much shorter this summer so they can't afford to lose much time if they want to bring in more reinforcements so who could those names be as potential reinforcements well I tweeted out yesterday um, Emil Fardisberg of Leipzig is a name that we have to keep our eye on I've talked about his agent a couple of times Hassan said he is the agent of Robin Olsen he also brought another another of his clients from Spain to Lazio this summer uh, the only problem is this guy um, Filippo Biafra and me we, we have um, we have a bit of a running joke because trying to find his agent has proved to be one of the most difficult tasks I have ever encountered Finding this guy is so so difficult he will only speak to journalists through um, his players mobile phones which is just very very bizarre and he doesn't keep the same mobile number. He, he changes uh, numbers quite often. So getting in touch with him and trying to learn more about Forsberg potentially arriving has been difficult. Um, he wouldn't talk when Robin Olson landed. He wouldn't speak to any of the media. So I don't know um, where things stand with Forsberg, but it's a name to keep our eye on. Now, He's a left-winger, right-footed, not necessarily what Roma need considering El Shadawi, Peralti, Klaivert. And then on the right, all there is is Under. So certainly a right-winger with a, uh, who is left-footed is certainly needed more than, than the opposite. So we'll have to see if potentially they go down that route. Berardi is not a name I would keep an eye on. Uh, Monchi has not met with his agent for some time. They had a brief, 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 and I mean very brief, under an hour meeting in June at Trigoria, but nothing came of it. Uh, Di Francesco is the one pushing for Berardi. Monchi does not like this guy at all. He does not see him as the right fit. Uh, I, I wouldn't look down that route. So, who are the other potential names uh it's very very difficult to find uh players who fit the profile um one like under perhaps uh with a bit more ability to play through the middle maybe a bit more speed it's difficult to find names there's Thalvin, but uh, i think this is very very difficult i don't think given the potential fee i think it would be more than 40 million euros I think that would be a very, very difficult operation. There's Suzo of Milan, who is a guy I do not like at all. I do not think he is at the level needed for Roma. I think Under is better anyway. Um, it's difficult to find names. It really is. So for the right wing, I, I really, really, really do not know. But midfield is an area for me at the position of see that they have to, absolutely have to improve. I would say that's more of a vital need than right wing. You can get away with Undert, plus El Shadawi can play on the right. Pedalti has the ability to play on the right. Cliver can play on the right. I think that a name for the middle of the midfield is vitally important. Vitally, vitally important because. Conolo has been horrific in his first season. Derossi, he just turned 35 years old today, so you cannot expect him to play multiple matches in a week. Literally right now on my television, uh, Sky Sport is on, and then on my phone I'm following Sport Italia. And some of the names that we see being thrown out there, Barella, Herrera of Porto, and then Indombele of Lyon. So I do think that the most feasible of all these names is Herrera his contract is going to be expiring with Porto he has a 40 million euro um, buyout clause but if he and his entourage inform Porto that they will not be signing a new contract maybe they could look to sell him Um, in late May we interviewed his agent who also Um, has a couple of other clients at Porto and he said that he did not meet or did not talk to anybody at Roma if anyone can remember that far back. Monchi um, in late May early June he went to Portugal to start the early 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 stages of the club's transfer business and there were reports that he met with one of uh, the agents, and th- this gentleman's last name is Bonjé, and he has a number of high-profile Spanish and Portuguese clients, and one of them is uh, Herrera, the Mexican international. And when I specifically asked about Herrera, he said that he did not dis- he did not speak with anybody at Roma he did not speak with Monchi, he did not have any contact with an intermediary at the club, nothing. There was absolutely nothing in regards to Herrera and Roma. But um, I believe he spoke to La Roma 24 today and um, mentioned that if his client were to leave, someone would have to pay the buyout clause. So he's speaking purely from a political point of view. He's not going to divulge anything. But He's a strong name. I've watched him uh, for a long time now because he has been linked to not only Roma, but several Italian clubs for the last couple of years. Um, He's a strong name. I I really like him. Uh, Barella is one of the stereotypical, in my opinion, overhyped, overvalued, overpriced, overrated young Italians um, for some reason, after just one year, uh, especially in Italy, we have a tendency to overrate these youngsters without seeing them at really a great level and giving them the proper time to adjust. It's really weird. There's in no way, shape, or form that Barella, for me, is anywhere close to worth 40 million euros, which is some of the price tags we've seen rumor throwed out by Cat Yeti I mean, he's a 25, 30 million euro player at best, and even that is probably stretching it. I would say 20, but given the inflation of today's market where even mediocre players go for these just insane fees, I'm not shocked to see Barella given this high valuation. Now, I don't think uh, Monchi would look in that direction. I don't think Barella would f- He's at a G-stop, but I, I don't necessarily think that he fits Di Francesco's football to the extent that he would like. If we're going to bring in a name, I would love for it to be Herrera. He's mobile. Um, he can be more of a box-to-box type. Not exactly great from a technical point of view. He certainly would have to improve in that, but he is very, very strong. He's got a great motor. I think he would be a welcomed addition So we're going to have to see how Munchie responds over these next two to three days because with the club in America for the tour, Munchie has remained in, uh, in Italy. So I would think that over this next week or so, we're going to see a bit of movement just because obviously with the situation of Malcolm that set Roma back by a number of days just because you go through the negotiations, the contacts the documents, the finding agreements, the meetings, this stuff takes a while. You know, it's not something that just happens overnight. So I expect some things in this next week or two. I'm going to keep it very brief. Uh, There's no guest. There's no nothing special today. Just me trying to perhaps create some clarity as to what happened with Malcolm and Hopefully, maybe slightly, even if just a little bit, maybe lift up your spirits a little bit because I, I know it's disappointing with Malcolm. It, you know, it really is. Um, I literally <laughs> had a fifty-five minute podcast with a good friend of mine who's a Brazilian reporter. He um, he writes for Globo Sport in Brazil. I, I had a fifty-five minute podcast recorded with him about Malcolm. Uh, He was excited for him to be in Serie A. I was excited for him to be in Roma. It would have been a very, very interesting prospect, but no reason to get too down over it. Um, Players come, players go. Roma remains as the saying goes. So I will hopefully have another episode within the next couple of days just because, again, I do think we're going to see some movement over the next 48 to 72 hours just because Monchi is going to sort of restart from where he was with Malcolm and hopefully try to expedite the process for another reinforcement to arrive at Roma. So when that happens, I will undoubtedly provide an update and an episode with a guest from wherever – team or country that player may come from. Because again, added perspectives except mine are always welcome. So until next time, uh, thank you for joining for another episode and we will see you later. Ciao.